Give glory to Jesus. Give glory to Jesus. Ah, you can do better for Jesus. I wish we knew how to love him. I wish we knew how to just express our love to him. I don't know about you, but I wish you just knew how to make love to Jesus. Show him that he is Lord and he is God. There is no God like him. I wish you knew how to make love a little bit to Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish forever. I wish you just could know how to love him. Some people starting to know how to do better, but the truth is this. Count your blessings. Ah, and you can't count it enough. I remember I was at work Friday and I, I happened to go into my, to look at my email and briefly, quickly, I saw a, an email from my daughter's school. And, and I, I, I read the email, it looks like a child in the third grade, eight years old. Has, have you seen this? Because I have an eight-year-old. Now, I hit home. When I went home and I was trying to figure out who this, my daughter's picture is here. And his picture is next. That if we are among the living, we are not better than anybody else out there. But it is the grace of God that has kept us. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if you knew how to tell him how much you love him. If you know the goodness of God, the mercy of God, we did not purchase it. We can never purchase it. But some way, somehow, day after day, when I turn around, goodness, follow me. When I look around, mercy, follow me. I have every reason to praise my God. your neighbor I'm a human sometimes we, 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 we expect that God should just do some things before we can give him his praise yeah but he owes you nothing but he's always constantly willing to give you everything you didn't hear what I said he owes you nothing but he is constantly Willing to give you everything. Yes. Most of the time, you are willing to give yes. if you know what you are going to get. Yes. But he gave you everything. Yes. Amen. He's alive forever. He's alive. Oh, he. He's alive. He's alive. Oh, Jesus is alive forever. Oh, he's alive. He's alive. Ah, Jesus is alive. Jesus, Jesus, 
I say, my Jesus is alive. Yeah, he's alive. Ah, Jesus is alive. Forever he's alive. Amen. Indeed, you are alive. And that is our reason. That is our reason that we have put our hope in you. Because you are alive in the God Almighty. Let your presence, let your presence, because you are alive, let every mountain be mighty name of Jesus. Because you are alive. The impossibility. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy One. We are not moved by what we see. But we are rest assured in you that you are our Lord and our keeper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shout a big amen unto Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, like I keep saying, if there's anything I can teach this church is to exercise how to be a, a, a good child of God in heaven. Hallelujah. Like I keep saying that when you get to heaven, you don't need orientation. Yeah. Hallelujah. If you don't know how to live heaven here, you get to heaven, you'll be confused. Hi. Have you ever been in a situation that you are, you are in a position that you are just confused? You don't know your left and your right. Huh? Huh. But it took the grace of God. So I don't know what your situation is, but I pray that you understand what heaven is about. And you should have a desire to reflect heaven on this earth. So when you get to heaven, you can join with the chorus and sing with heaven the goodness of God. Today is our Sunday service that is called the Harvest. Every year since the church started in 2016, September 2017, 2018, we did it because we believe in what God has called this church to be. To celebrate Harvest after they've seen everything, the crops growing. But we who are of the celebrate our harvest. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's our season of harvest. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. And because of that, it is necessary that we take the time to teach and talk about the place or the grace of giving. And that is a place that I believe very well, confidently, and I know very well without not being, you know, shallow-minded about this, is that it is a place that Christendom we struggle with. Because the church of God has also been populated by people that sometimes when it comes to the place of giving, it is taught in ways to really satisfy the need of man. But there is a blessing in giving. Hallelujah. So this morning I want to speak briefly on the title of my message that the Lord has given to me. Keep the feast. You see, believe it or not, but the scripture is true. Because you can change the course of time. Based on your giving. Can I say that again? You can change the course of time based on your giving. Genesis chapter 22, the entire verse is going down. You come to encounter God's communication with Abraham. And in the midst of that communication, and Abraham moved by obedience. Now, when I, then I want you to look at verses 15. That's not, 
He says that the, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven, saith the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you. You have to understand this. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendant. As the stars of the heavens, and as the sun which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. But, but look at this. He says, by myself, I have sworn that I will bless you. He doesn't need anybody else to support his decision. Passes everything else. Amen. The word of the Lord says that God, and I'll teach this very soon, God does not do anything else without revealing it to his prophets. But when it comes to blessing his people, based on their obedience, he doesn't need to wait for consultation. He says, I will bless you, and you shall be blessed. And I will what? Multiply you. Abraham does not have to work to figure out. Abraham does not need to try to think too hard how he's going to be multiplied, given. You didn't get me here. You can change the Keep the feast of harvest. Tell your neighbor, keep the feast of harvest. Last year, when I spoke on the topic about on, in, on Harvest Sunday, because I've told myself that, you know, for me, I believe very well that as a pastor, I should be the one to teach my people about giving. Yes. I don't need an outsider to come and encourage you to give. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Because if I cannot practice it, huh, how do I teach it? Amen. Amen. Oh, that's the sideline, but that's part of the message. Amen. Ah, yeah, yeah. So last year, I, I went back to my notes and I spoke about that harvest demanded faith. My Bible studies today about Cain and Abel, their given, and how that caused that, you know, God to regard Abel's given compared to Cain's given. So given demands what? Faith. Right? But I also felt the need, as the Lord was directing us, that today I wanted to really speak about how that faith looks like. Amen. Amen. How that faith what looks like. Tell me about how that faith looks like. And then after the examination of the two scriptures, we are going to end. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 1 to 42. And then likewise, take your scriptures again to Romans chapter 8. I'll read from the gospel of Mark chapter 12, verses 41. 44. And saw how the people put money into the treasury. And many were many who were rich put in put in much. Amen. Many who were rich put in much. Then one poor one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which makes a quadrant. So when so he called his disciples to himself. And said to them, As surely I say to you, that this poor widow has put in more than 
all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance. But she out of her poverty. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verses 31 to 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Amen. And the cool thing that we are going to be learning very soon that I will be speaking about is the word. What we examine here is that in the gospel of Mark chapter 1, by her giving caused Jesus Christ. It wasn't like the giving was so huge to man. But to Christ, it was bigger. So there was something about the woman's giving that required eyewitnesses. The reason why it requires eyewitnesses that it was, shall not be forgotten. Because he gave, she gave, and the giving was a giving that it, it was sincere. That it moved and it carried the sincerity of faith. So there needed to be eyewitnesses given. Hallelujah. Amen. May your giving cause eyewitness money to them. That because of your giving. You see, the woman could have looked at her condition, her situation. Because you can see that they were in line. She was a poor widow. You recognize that the Bible says that the rich people gave more. Meaning that the woman did not exclude herself in the line. She also went along. Because the rich people were against. But she recognized that her gifts we had left. But she recognized her giving. That is why the scripture says in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, If the Lord be for me, Lord, and I'm sold out to God, then it doesn't matter what I have left. Because if I give my all to him, he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. I, he, she did not have to worry about if she gave her all, what would she depend upon? What she knew was that the Lord expects a child of God to be a cheerful giver. And she knows that the Lord rewards givers. And because she knows God is the rewarder. Ha, ha, ha. He is the what? The what? The rewarder. Of those who what? Diligently seek him. She was diligently so it was easy for her to give what she had to the king. Because she knew that if I can give all I have to the king, he is the rewarder. And I don't have to worry about my tomorrow. You see, the Bible clearly tells us that she had two minds. And I, 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 I said to myself, God, why didn't she keep one? 
And why didn't she give you? Can I preach this here? We serve God today on Sundays about serving something else. I want to teach this because it is not only I to say God will do something. But God is just a rewarder of this woman did not put one in and one out. It is about time that the way we worship God and we serve God has to be all or nothing. And because she gave her all, it was viewed more highly than those. The rich gave out of the abundance, meaning they gave out of what they had extra left that they could give to God. You see, I, 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 I teach this to the church that when I to be pure before God, And Jesus Christ. So the Father says in Romans chapter 8, Jesus back. But he did not hold Jesus Christ back. See, there is something that we need to learn here. He could have held Jesus back, but did not hold Jesus back. Because he knew if Jesus will come on this earth and will obey and will die on Calvary for our sins, then I will bless you and multiply you. That blessing should not cease. Abraham fulfilled that based on his obedience, on ability. I'm going to teach this. Let me just teach this a little bit. It has to be motivated by the attitude of sincerity. So, that is sacrificial, untainted, of which... We present ourselves to the Lord just as we are. Sincerity of faith is the faith that does not hold one back and hold one forward. Sincerity of faith is the faith that knows that it is all about God and making God a priority. Sincerity of faith says that it is not about how good I am today or how bad I was yesterday. My life is for Jesus. Sincerity of faith is not about what you think that you have done good, your self-righteousness. But it's about his right. If we have this sincerity of faith in our attitude of giving, then we don't give because somebody is telling you give this. You give. Know that it's coming from your heart. And because you want God to be honored in this giving. You want God to be, you want God to know that he is made first in your life. And there is none like him. Sincerity of faith. Hallelujah. You see, the rich gave out of the marriage of their worth. But this woman, the attitude of the soul needs to be an attitude of obedience to God's word. then we have to make sure that our life is sacrificial to him. Reflection of him. Amen. The people of the church are intercessors. Prayers. Amen. Can I preach this here? You don't need just the pastor to be around for the church to be the church. You need the people of God to gather around believing by faith. And let God be glorified in the mix of it. 
sincerity of faith that does not look at our past, but look at what God can do for us. Sincerity of faith that does not look at our shortcomings, our, 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 our shortfalls, our weakness, our lack. Sincerity of faith. The woman could have excluded herself in her giving. Because surely, she didn't, she didn't have it. She was broke. Hmm? Yeah. Man, she was broke. She was so broke that what she had could not even fulfill her till tomorrow. But she was so given. How many times do we use our lack as an excuse of why we cannot work with God? Yeah. The truth needs to be told, right? How many times do we look? But if we hinder us from going before God, we don't let anything else walk in the sincerity of faith. And that's sincerity of the when she did not have, she still gave. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, again, verse 31. I want us to look at how sincerity of the faith works here. What then shall we say about this, these things? If God is for us, who is against us? I think we all know that scripture very well. Because we hold on to that as a place of our hope. If God is for us, who can be what? Verse 32. He did not even spare his own son. If God is for us, who can be against us? Where do we get that hope from? That hope comes about because he did not spare. Your reason of having confidence in the Lord in your day to day is because he did not Spare his own son. And because he did not spare his own son, I know that he is for me. You have to understand it. You see, if God is for me, who can be against me? What I am learning here is this. If he gave his own son to me, and I have Jesus in my life, then why would he not come to my aid? If Jesus is with me, what can be against me? But the key is that Jesus has to be what? Jesus has to be what? So if you don't have Jesus in you, then you can't say, what can be against me? Something can be against you. Your assurance is in Jesus being in you. Because he has given Jesus to you. And because Jesus is in you, you can confidently say, if God be for me, what can be against me? Now, check this out. He says, but often, but there's the evangelist. Who? Just the pastor? There's the evangelist? Just the prophet? But for who? For who? My God, I wish I had a church that knew how to read his word. He offered him out for who? You should say for me. 
Say it for me. For me. Yeah. It's not just the pastor that has, been, has sinned and has been saved by grace. But we all have received Jesus. We all have sinned. And Jesus Christ has come him up for us all, right? How will he not also know about everything today? But I want to talk about what God is teaching us here. Every sacrifice that he offered Jesus. As a living sacrifice. Now, because Jesus became a living sacrifice, God will not move without Jesus. You didn't get it. Because he gave himself up for God, his for the Father, he obeyed the instructions of his Father. And because he obeyed that instruction and came on earth and died and the father resurrected him. Because of that, the Lord says that he has given him a name above every name. Amen. Now, the, the key is this. Because of his obedience, God, when he's ready to grant us everything, does not bypass Jesus. Because he offered him up for us all. So when God, the Father, is activating something concerning his children, the Son is also there with us. What God is teaching us here, that if we can give a sacrificial life, not just your money, because the money belongs to him. It is he that gave. Yeah. But it is he that gave. And oh, my Jesus. You see, the reason why the devil sometimes will come, and I believe God in giving, is because the brother with on, 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 on rooted word of God in giving is because the devil wants to steal away people. You know, the thing is this. If you don't obey, you cannot receive his promise. Yeah. You need obedience to receive what? His promise. So you can't just say that, come and give. And think that God will just bless you. Jesus has to dwell in you. Now hear this. He said that he will grant us everything. What is everything? I'm not going to talk about that today, but I'm going to just tell you one of them. Everything is giving you the ability or the requirement needed to be obedient. That everything becomes everything. Ha, ha, ha. You didn't, you didn't get, let me, let me just teach this church here. Maybe this church, I'll come back later one day to preach to you. But if you obey the word of God, then by virtue of your obedience, you unlock everything. So everything becomes everything. But you need to receive the grace of obedience. But you can only receive the grace of obedience if you yeah, 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 yeah. Seek him. I serve a God that I know, the God that blesses beyond. Yeah, I'm just going to, for the sake of um, HIPAA violation, Rachel, I say amen. You don't need to know my bank account. <laughs> you don't. But one thing I know, that I give everything to him. People ask, 
Pastor, how can you work full time and do this and do this? Guess what? All I know is like the widow. All I have, I give it to him. Because I know that it is not my strength. It is he that carries me. It is he that aids me. It is he that enables me. So I'm not going to stop giving my all to him. Not out of my worth, but out of my obedience to the word of God. I always say, and I tell my leaders this, you don't, you know, when you have to force your church members to give, then you have a problem. Because giving naturally should tell you that he gave Christ Jesus to us. So giving should be something that a child of God should automatically, by the grace of God, come to receive. Now, I will do injustice to the word if I leave here alone. Let's go to 1 Corinthians before I end. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 to 8. This message was what? Keep the what? Keep what? Yeah. Because I have to teach you how to keep the feast of the harvest. Your boasting is not good. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6, the word of the Lord says, Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast permeates the whole bunch of dough? Clean out the old yeast so that you may be a new what? Oh, can I get what? To be a new what? Since you are, since you are unleavened, for Christ, our for Christ, our Passover has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us observe the feast, not with old yeast or with the yeast of malice and evil, but with the. What I want to echo here, and as I end here, is this: God has called us. To be a new bunch. The old yeast needs to go. Whatever your old yeast was. Any attitude. Anything that you carried. That was not bringing the glory of God. That needs to go. Because God has called you. By the power of his son Jesus Christ. And experience the newness of the Jehovah God. The version I love the most is without any sin that hinders you from obeying the word of God. Because God is the holy God. Charity and in truth. And who does not just look at things being a sincere child of God. Meaning that one who does not just look at things based on excuses. But one that just says, here I am. Look into the scriptures and see how God mightily used people who understood this word. Here I am. It doesn't matter how many years you have been a Christian. It doesn't matter how many years you have been a child of God. But the message today is that be a sincere Christian. Amen. Keep the feast of the harvest by walking in spirit and in truth. By living a life that is holy and righteous to him. Today we are about to offer to God for our building projects. When, how, how, I don't know, but I know 
that this is not our permanent place. And by virtue of that, I have to what? Be obedient. You may say, my God, I may not have. But God is the one that searches the heart of his people. Work by that obedience, church. From this day on, I pray that you understand that let your giving be a sincere of faith. Sincerity of faith. The faith has to look sincere. 